Hello, Panthers, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of We Are 105. Our guests here today are Ms. Hargis, Ms. Villanueva, and Ms. Casey, who are here to talk about how they were students here at Glen Edwards, and now they're teachers. So let's get into it. We are 105. So, Glenn Edwards has been around since the 1950s. Can you tell us when you attended GEMS and how it was growing up in Lincoln? Ms. Hargis? So as, all of, so, as all of my students know, I was born in the 1900s, the late 1900s. Um, so, I attended GEMS in the early 2000s from 2001 to 2004. Um, and it was amazing growing up in Lincoln, and I can't imagine having grown up anywhere else. It was a great experience for me. Ms. Villanueva? I went to GEMS from 2009 to 2012, and yeah, I just have to agree with what Ms. Hargis said. It was a great experience for me, too, and the friends that I made in middle school were my friends in high school, and it was a good experience. What about you, Ms. Casey? Um, I attended Glen Edwards from 04 to 07, and I would say middle school for me was um, the kind that you read in the books. It was a lot of uh, popular kids, and then you had, like, the middle kids who knew everyone, and then you had, like, the kids who didn't really have friends, but everyone kind of knew each other, and it got carried over into high school, and when you got into high school, it became a different bit of a atmosphere. So I would say middle school is just awkward. It was just an awkward three years. Yeah, I feel like it's such a weird, surprising difference from like elementary to middle and then middle to high school. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's every stage of school is just a different level of awkwardness. It's just becoming your own person. Can you share with us how different the campus was when you attended Ms. Argus? So when I attended GEMS, um, obviously the new building was not here and we didn't have the um, new gym, but the Spirit Center was still here and then they still had like the A wing, the B wing, the C wing and the D wing. But obviously it's a lot different now and um, it's really cool to be back here with all of the amazing modernizations and changes. What about you, Ms. Casey? Um, for me, Lincoln was a lot smaller um, not as many housing units and everything. Um, there was no 12 Bridges Middle School when I went here in sixth grade. Um, so we were all here packed in one middle school. Seventh grade came along and 12 Bridges Middle opened and it kind of dispersed us a little bit. Um, but the, I have to agree with Ms. Hargis. There was no two-story building. Um, and the, there was no gym, so our gym and cafeteria were like one whole thing. And we had portables everywhere. We had portable locker rooms. Um, the blacktop was just this vast area of PE and basketball all in one, which it kind of is now, but it was massive. So many kids. Yeah, I remember when I went to Carlin C. Coppin, portables everywhere. There were some classrooms, but there was a lot of portables. Yeah, Lincoln kind of grew pretty fast, and the schools just had to set up portables and <laughs> do with what they could. What about you, Ms. Villanueva? Um, definitely what Ms. Casey and Ms. Hargis said about the portables and then the blacktop. There was also a jungle gym or like a playground, 
And when I played sports like basketball and volleyball for practice and games, we would all walk down to the community center and that's where our games would be. And I was in the band and our band had, I think, nine to 13 people my three years of middle school. And so seeing the band concert last night, it made my heart so happy to see how much it's grown and how good the program is. Can you share some stories of when you went here, like as students? Um, I'll go first. Uh, some stories from when I went here as students. Um, it was, well, let's see, Miss um, Reitman. Um, she was a teacher here. She retired not too long ago. Um, she was the leadership teacher. And I believe she also taught history, but I didn't have her for that. I only had her for leadership. Um, it was a fun, crazy atmosphere. It was a lot of um, laughs. The rallies were amazingly fun. Um, everyone, like I said, kind of started to get to know each other, especially the split with 12 Bridges Middle. So it became a little smaller, which meant you knew absolutely everyone on campus. Um, the teachers were just a whole vibe, I guess. Um, just knowing everyone, knowing the students, and getting through three years kind of all together. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. What about you, Ms. Hargis? I have so many stories I could tell from middle school because I really loved um, middle school. And I had Mr. Agrippino when I was in sixth grade for math and science and absolutely loved um, his classes. And I remember how on assignments he would write like encouraging notes. And I remember we did this one project that I still remember to this day. Um, I also had Mr. Truman um, for seventh grade math. So back when he taught math. Um, and then I also had Mrs. Nichols, who retired a few years ago for PE, loved her. She used to give us otter pops and play music during like basketball warmups and made it a really fun experience. And then I just have a lot of stories where I remember laughing. So like every day in seventh grade English, I remember ducking behind my friend Christy because I would just start laughing because our teacher was pretty funny um, and we were kind of a wild class. And so I could always like go in there in a bad mood and know I was going to come out happy just because I would be laughing. Um, and then another fun thing to know is like when I had to do presentations, I would always start laughing. And so I don't know why I think it was just like a nervous laughter. Um, and then obviously stories like with this boy that I had a crush on, I remember like having to recite the Gettysburg Address in front of the whole class. And after I did it, my friend was like, you were turned around the wrong way the whole time. And I was like, I am so embarrassed. But anyways, I just have a lot of um, fun memories from GEMS and I really enjoyed my middle school experience. Nice. Um, also, Mr. Colson, I want Otter Pops. Hello. <laughs> what about you, Miss V? Um, when I was in middle school, I really enjoyed once a trimester, I think we would all walk down to McDonald's in PE as a PE field trip and that was always a lot of fun. And I also really enjoyed the ropes course and it helped me not be afraid of heights. And so every time we got to use the ropes course, it was like the highlight of my month um, or year. And also band was just the highlight of my middle school experience. Um, it was so small, we knew each other so well. I was also in performing arts and so I had the same group of students and the same teachers in all of my classes for all three years except for PE and elective. So we got to know each other really, really well. And 
like in my math class, I would always ask my math teacher questions at the end of a test and I'd always get an answer written back. Like, what's your favorite color? Yellow. I still remember that. So those are good memories. What performing arts do you do? So we were ahead in math and science, I believe, by a year. But you had to do a performing arts elective, like band or leadership, I think, or um, Mr. Noonan's class. <laughs> Broadcasting. Nice. Uh, do you guys have, like, teachers who uh, are still here today? And what's it like working with them now? I had Miss Banderas for PE, and I also had Miss Mullen, but she wasn't Miss Mullen. She was Miss Kepler. And I also had Mr. Audie for three years. What about you, Miss Hargis? Yeah, so I had um, Mr. Agrippino, Mr. Truman, um, Mrs. Nichols. I also had Mrs. Freed, who retired a few years ago as well. Um, and it's just really cool now to be their colleagues or to have gotten to work with them. But I think something I still struggle with is like calling them by their first name, because to me, they're still like Mr. Agrippino, Mr. Truman, Mrs. Nichols. Um, but it's super cool. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any teachers who work here that I had in middle school. I believe. Um, they've all moved either to elementary schools or just different schools in general. Um, I did have Miss Morrison, who you said was Miss Freed. She later got married. Um, she subs here every now and then, um, along with Miss Reitman. Um, teachers that were here that I didn't have would be Mr. Agrippino, Mr. Truman, um, from the top of my head that I can think of. But um, it's crazy how I can remember all my teachers throughout all of my schooling, yet none of them are here. Um, I worked here previously, so I kind of know all the teachers from that. But going here, not a lot of them are here anymore. They just kind of sub or they moved on to other schools. Well, yeah, Miss Reitman's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yes. In that, let's head to our sponsor. We are 105, and Gems TV would like to thank our platinum and gold level sponsors this year. Platinum Level, Tamalu Studios, Morel Events, Far West Rentals, Sierra Pacific, and Police Athletic League. Gold Level, Empire Gymnastics. We thank you for your sponsorships. What inspired you guys to come back to GEMS and teach? So when I went to college, I actually thought that I was going to teach elementary school and I wanted to be like a fifth grade teacher. But then I spent two years subbing and believe it or not, that is how I found out that I loved teaching middle school. Um, so when the opportunity came to or presented itself to teach at GEMS, I obviously was um, very excited to get to come back here because of the experience that I had. Um, I hope that I can give that experience to my students as well. So I originally did not plan on teaching middle school, but um, it was through my subbing experience that I found out that I actually really enjoyed it. Um, in eighth grade, English is definitely my favorite. So shout out to eighth grade English. Hey, I'm in your, your eighth grade English. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what about you, Miss V? When I went to college, I didn't know I was going to be a teacher, and it wasn't until a couple years ago that I entered my teaching program. So... 
when it came time to find a job as a teacher, I'd been long-term subbing at a middle school, so I realized that I really enjoyed it. And I saw an opening for a position here at GEMS, and I applied as fast as I humanly could and was just really stoked that I was presented a job offer, and it couldn't have gone any better. And what do you teach, Miss V? I teach the um, special day class for math, language, arts, science, and history. She's pretty dope at it, too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what entirely inspired me to come back to GEMS? So I knew um, that I did want to teach, um, but I didn't know what kind of a subject. So I kind of took a hiatus on schooling and what I really wanted to do, um, but... Um, I was working here, and through working here, I just realized that I absolutely love middle school. Um, I love the age ranges, and it sounds crazy, but I love the personalities that come with it. They're, they're banter, they're witty. Um, you get to develop like a very good um, relationship with them, and some kids don't always have the greatest home life or um, things to go home to that they're excited about. So this is kind of like their escape, and to give them... Um, just like a fun eight hours, lighthearted, um, help them learn, help them grow, or, you know, just kind of be there to to have a chat or whatever, just kind of lead them in the right direction. And that, that kind of hits home with me. So when I went to middle school, that's what a lot of teachers were for me. Um, so I am actually going to get my credentials for physical education right now. So I work in the SDC class with Ms. Villanueva. Um, but I am going to get my credentials for physical education, and I hope that by the time I get those, um, an opening possibly could be here, and I can stay. I'm sure you'll be an amazing phys ed teacher. Thank you. What is the biggest change in our school and our campus th that has happened since you've been here? The new buildings, for sure. The two-story, the new gym, um, the locker rooms, less portables, just a much nicer campus, in my opinion. Yeah, everything that she just said, and then um, I would just say in general, Lincoln has grown a lot, and so there are obviously a lot more schools now, which has kind of changed things like a little bit, um, but I would definitely say again, having a newer campus that's been modernized and having this beautiful new building, and I really lucked out because um, my classroom is in the new building in the perfect location, so I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to agree. The biggest changes are just the renovations that happened to the school that were long overdue. Um, with as many kids that are coming into Lincoln and growing, um, definitely more accommodations for them and nicer things um, to build with how the learning system is changing. Um, to have this awesome broadcasting computer room, because I remember the computer room was down in the main hall at one point in time, and everyone was just kind of crowded. Um, but just seeing all the awesome amenities that the kids get to have now is pretty, pretty cool. And now we will, sorry, now we will head into our rapid fire questions, which will be about when you guys were students here. So I'm going to just fire off some questions. You're going to answer them quickly, whoever wants to, and let's go ahead and do that. So favorite teacher? Hutchinson. Mine would have to be uh, Mr. Landon, but I think he's at the high school now. I loved all of my teachers, but especially <laughs> Mr. Agrippino. <laughs> Favorite subject? Band. 
Ooh, I'd have to say uh, science. English and math. <laughs> uh, what about your least favorite subject? Math. Science. Arts core because it was my only class I got to be in all three years. So I'm still bitter about it. What sport? Ooh, I got to play um, softball here. Slow pitch softball. And it was fabulous. Shout out to Mr. Agrippino. Same here. Softball. Thank you, Mr. Agrippino. So fun. Um, basketball. I made the team, but then I got scared and didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> what activities? Ooh, I'm going to say leadership. The activities for leadership, I got to be the panther, the mascot, only because I was the one not afraid to be weird. I think it all revolved around band for me a lot. A yearbook for me. What about your GPA? I remember um, my mom, sorry, mom, um, she was really upset that I ended up with a, um, a bronze or a silver, a silver medal instead of a gold for my GPA. And I think it was like a 3.4. I missed it by like a couple points. So still good, but sorry, mom. I had a really competitive class because we were all together in the same classroom with the same teachers all three years. And so I remember having like almost a 4.0 and being so distraught because other kids in my class had a 4.0, but I was pretty smart. I had a 4.0 all three years except for one trimester of sixth grade when my arts core teacher gave me a B plus. And we had to do like breathing and meditation exercises in that class. And I would always laugh. And so I think that's why I got that B plus. But yes, I still do remember that to this day. It's all my transcript from middle school. Ms. Hargis is a laugher, you guys. Did you ever get detention? Yes, I got one detention. I think I was in sixth grade and Mr. Audie gave it to me and I deserved it. What did you do? I. I just wasn't being very socially aware, and I was kind of interrupting him on an important phone call, I think, because I was like knocking on his door really hard because I needed a textbook after school. But like really, really hard. I was knocking for a long time. Um, I did get detention, and it was for, um, oh, this makes me feel old, passing notes in class. Um, Texting was T9, so you had to hit multiple buttons to, like, get your point across. So it was actually faster to pass a note. And I was the facilitator of said note, but I didn't know it said what it said on it. And it wasn't something that was appropriate for school. So I got in trouble by association. Um, detention was no fun back then. We also had a thing called retention, which was if you got in trouble in the middle of the day, you had to go to a special room and sit with someone. And that was never fun because it was silent and cold. You shouldn't feel old for passing notes. I still do that. I'm surprised I haven't oh, gotten God. in trouble for it. <laughs> oh, thank God. I, I do it with my friends, just back and forth with sticky notes at the table. Ah, sticky notes. <laughs> yeah, you just brought those memories back of passing <laughs> notes in class. And then I remember yeah. we had the ALC room for Alternative yes. Learning Center. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as if I ever got detention, um, no, not that I remember. I've always been super terrified of getting in trouble. And I was like that all the way through school. But that doesn't mean I didn't like mess around in class sometimes and laugh and all of that. I just, you know, kind of got away with radar. it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Miss Hargis is like the perfect student 4.0, no detention. 
She laughs a lot. <laughs> she laughs a lot. <laughs> Amazing teacher. Please don't forget that I tell the best jokes ever. Yes. That are just absolutely hilarious, and all of my students laugh every single time. It's I'm not put just you on me the spot. laughing. I want to hear a joke. <laughs> okay. Have you heard about the snail? No. Okay. There was a snail. He was running up a muddy trail, and then he slipped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Hargis isn't tone deaf at all. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm set. Are you saying that my she'll... singing in class is uh, amazing? Thank you so well, much. Well, I can definitely tell which one's your voice. <laughs> it's amazing. What about your most embarrassing moment? I'm just being roasted over here. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, my most embarrassing moment, I was playing basketball at lunch next to my, um, where my crush was playing, and I'm not going to say his name because my kids are like detectives and they'll look it up. Um, but anyways, I was playing basketball and I shot the ball and I hurt my knee and I fell and they had to bring the wheelchair down from the office and it was mortifying. And then I had to wear this like wonking leg brace, but I stopped wearing it because it was really embarrassing. And I always tried to like put it on under my jeans. And then I was just like, I'm not wearing this because it had like a speedometer looking thing on it. And you know, at that time you really care about what other people think. So I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just have a leg that doesn't work, but you know. You're like, I'll just suffer. It's okay. For sure. I have lots of, of embarrassing moments to choose from that I could choose from, but Miss Hargis just reminded me um, I was in a basketball game in seventh grade and it was at the community center and I got like body slammed and fell down and was just sobbing in front of everyone. All the friends who came and the, even people who I knew who weren't necessarily my friends and I ended up breaking my wrist and that's why I was crying, but oh. it was in front of everyone. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I would say my most embarrassing moment was um, out at PE. Uh, we were running the mile, and I am very competitive, and some of the boys said that they could beat me, and I did not believe that. So we were in the final stretch, and I was trying to beat him, and I took one step too far, and I crashed. I crashed hard, and not like the kind where it was quick. I tried catching myself, so it was like in a cartoon where you keep falling, but like you're trying not to biff it, I ended up biffing it. So it was like 10 seconds of pure, pure like embarrassment. Everyone's all, oh, she biffed it and like pointing and laughing. And I'm like, oh. yep, that, say, that just happened. And my ego was pretty, pretty shot. I would say currently one of my most embarrassing moments was in sixth grade. I liked this guy who I'm not saying the name of because people know him, but he doesn't go here anymore. But I had P.E. with him and we were playing soccer and I liked him a lot. He didn't like me. There was no way. But I was like, OK, I'm playing against him in this like quick round we were doing. And I accidentally like ran into him and tripped him. <laughs> and I felt so bad because it was so embarrassing because like I didn't want to hurt him or anything. <laughs> and He like fell to the ground. So that was great. And that weird, that weird face you make when you think you're smiling, but you're just like, mm. the <laughs> smirk. yeah. All right. With that, I will send us w into Austin's roundtable about some NFL college football. Thank you to our guests. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us here. It was fun.
I'm Austin. Uh, in today's re- episode of Roundtable Discussion, we're going to be talking about NFL slash college football. I'm with my guests Liam, Wayne, and Tony. Uh, hop, let's hop right into it. College football playoffs are coming up in the next few weeks. Who do you think got snubbed? Because I think there's definitely a few that you could they could throw in there. Florida State. I think they they went undefeated. They didn't make the playoffs. The only doubt that I would have had is their third string quarterback, and they would have gotten. They could have like not done good in the playoffs because of their third string quarterback but I still think that they should have made the playoffs yeah I think Georgia definitely because um they 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 lost one game to Alabama in that one game they only lost by three so I think they got snubbed I think they should have at least been four and Texas should in Alabama should have been three and Texas should have been out Texas should have been six well, I will say this: Texas did beat Alabama. So if since Alabama won, they were basically they, as soon as Alabama won, they were they were basically already in. That's true. I feel like Georgia got snubbed. Um, well, because they went undefeated, then lost one game. I personally think a team that got snubbed was this is gonna sound this is gonna sound really dumb. Ohio State. I think that they they've been playing extremely good all year. Um, they've been playing in a, they've been playing really good in a pretty damn good conference. Their one loss was to Michigan. That's, it happens every year. It's not even a rivalry. It's not a rivalry anymore if you keep losing. But I think they should have snuck in at four. But, you know, while the college football playoffs are going off, it's basically, it's almost the end of the NFL season. What are, what are, who do you think is going to win MVP? I think that Tyreek Hill. I mean, the stats, the touchdowns by quarterback that I think is a system quarterback. Just putting up those crazy numbers. And he's he's like 30 years old, too. So he's not young. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a quarterback this year because of all the quarterbacks are throwing picks this year. It's really not been a debate. Of which quarterback would make would make it to the MVP because every quarterback has threw almost ten picks already. So I think it's gonna go to a running back or a receiver, probably Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I wouldn't say CMC, but definitely I would pick Jalen Hurts for MVP. He led that team ten and three. AJ Brown only has I think like fifteen receptions this year or something like that, and um. No, that was um, what's his name? Their tight end. So yeah, Goddard. Yeah, yeah Dax Goddard. Goddard. I personally think, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Purdy. Purdy's, no, no. Purdy's kind of. Listen, Liam, you might hate me for this. Mm-hmm. Purdy is the definition of a system quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. How many all, how many all pros does he have on his offense? Mm-hmm. A lot. That win loss record is carried by his defense and the rest of his offense. You um, could... I'm not saying he's not talented. He's a he's a good. I mean, he was the last pick in the draft. Jimmy Garoppolo lost all of. All the losses that we had were with Jimmy Garoppolo until he left. We've started winning. Well, yeah, that's true. But I will say this. I think if if him and somebody like Tua, Kenny Pickett, if they swap, if they, if they, if like, if Tua was on the Niners, Tua would be in the MVP race. If, yeah. if Purdy was on the Dolphins, he probably wouldn't. He might be because of how good the receiving core is and, you know, all the. All that, all the cards will fall out. But personally, 
I think Tyreek Hill's gonna win an MVP. He's putting up probably the one of the he's putting up the craziest season of the year. I mean, he's burning he's burning DBs left and right. He's just go he's going off this year. Mm-hmm. You know, on the topic of the Dolphins and Niners, who do you think's gonna who 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 are some Super Bowl favorites? Me personally, I got the San Francisco 49ers and Dolphins or Baltimore. Um, I'm a Niners fan, but we've been playing just amazing. I mean, we destroyed the best team in the league, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the best team in the league. Yeah, they were they had the best record in the league. Win loss record. Beat Kansas City they Chiefs. Almost lost to the Patriots. We were the Super. We were the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl last year. But I mean, just to blow them out, though. Yeah, I mean they're good. They're a really good team. I mean, we also blew out Dallas too, and I think it's gonna be Ravens Niners. I got Ravens Eagles, because I honestly think the Niners, the Niners are just gonna choke. That's my my opinion. They're gonna choke in the playoffs like they always do. That is true. They always they always do choke in the playoffs. I got. I it's it's the probably the most basic and and answer that everybody's gonna say Ravens Niners. I mean it's. Those those are the two te- those are the two best teams in the NFL right now. The Ravens are on another world. Lamar Jackson is going off. Brock Purdy is going off. Every, like it's just gonna, it's it's gonna be a clash. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna out, that would be a good Super Bowl to watch. That would be a good rematch and just fun to watch. Yeah. On you know on, uh, on the topic of bowl, on the topic of bowl games, you know New Year's Six bowls are also coming up. That's those are there's definitely some odd matchups like the Fiesta Bowl having number eight Oregon and number twenty four Liberty. Yeah. Who who else do you think? Or what 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 else do you think about the New Year's Six Bowls this game or this year? Um, I think that the the Rose Bowls could be pretty good with um Georgia and. It's not the. Or is that the Sugar Bowl? I think they're in the Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl, but yeah, with Georgia and um. Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Personally, I don't know any other teams that are in a bowl, but the um, Orange Bowl, I feel like Georgia is going to win that game by, like, 13. I, my, I'm excited. I'm excited. to. I'm really excited to watch the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl. I think – I'm pretty sure the Rose Bowl is Alabama-Michigan. Yeah, I think And those, that's going to be – that's going to be fun. I mean, Milrow – Milrow is such a dynamic player. He can run. He can throw. That Alabama team, even though they only, even though they have one loss in their four, they they've been playing like a like a like a top two team in the nation. Like they have been lights out, it, except for that one loss to Texas. They have been yeah. killing it. Yeah. But I don't. I think that I think that it's either that or the Orange Bowl is going to be the bowl game of the year. Yeah. Maybe the national. Actually, no, mm, well, it depends on who makes the national championship. But what's um the Washington? Texas. Uh, they're playing. I think they're playing the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. All right. Um. I'll definitely watch in that game. Yeah. Um. On the topic of bowl games, Liberty making a, Liberty making a New Year's Six bowl while ranked twenty four and being undefeated. That's that's one of that's that's something crazy that nobody would ever think of. What are some other crazy stories from this NFL slash college football season? Um. I feel like the Nick Chubb situation. Yeah. It was oh, a really yeah. illegal hit. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. He might be out for his career. That's his second ACL tour or whatever he tore. Yeah, he's if if that happens again, he's he's done. If he can make if he can make a recovery, that's like that's lucky. I think my favorite my my favorite like crazy slash surprising thing that happened in this year, 
it has to be Aaron Rodgers get it has to be Aaron Rodgers tear his Achilles after like, like three plays. Played, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was he played like twenty seconds and his Achilles just exploded. Yeah, actually, no, it wasn't that bad. I think it was like a partial. But tear. like people are he's saying that old. he could. Oh no, come he's coming back. back. He's coming back yeah. for like the last two weeks or, or last week or something like that. He's gonna be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just. And crazy. on the first drop back, you know, it'd be really funny. If he just <laughs> yeah, it, if he tore if he tore it even worse because he rushed it because he rushed it back. I think. I think his best bet is because I don't. Th- in my opinion, the Jets are not going to make the playoffs. I say just wait it out. Yeah. I'd say retire. I mean, no. he's already had an amazing career. No, don't. He, he has juice years left old. in the tank. He has ju- he has juice in the tank. He's forty years old. He has juice in the tank. He can do it. The Achilles tear at that age. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a full tear though. It was a partial tear. Yeah. All right. I got the Vikings beating the Raiders three to nothing. Yeah, that was that was oh my god, that was absolute snooze. It was though. literally punt, 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 fumble, punt, punt, halftime, punt, fumble, fumble, punt, punt, field goal, missed field goal, punt, punt, field goal. Yeah, it was th- I I that in that text. It was like that check. Like I think that's the first time I've ever seen two games being tied zero zero at the half in all in my entire time of watching the NFL, and it's been forever since I've started watching the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's. That's just crazy. I thought that Chargers game was gonna. Oh yeah, that was that was also a really bad game. You know, other than that, I think we basically covered everything we want. Mhm. Yeah, I think so too. So I would like to thank you guys for coming out to be here. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Ms. Hargis, Ms. V, and Ms. Casey for talking to us about how they used to be students here, and our roundtable guests for talking to us about college football. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Listeners, if you have any questions or podcast ideas, we would love to hear from you. Email gemstv at wpusd.org.